Hey, you're still asleep. Why? <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> Wake you're, up. You have chores. You have you have chores Wake to do. Wow, up. how's that never Wake happened? up, Daniel. What's that? Can you give me actually Charlie Manx doing <laughs> chop suey? <laughs> Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> Wake up. Wake up. Oh wait, hold on. Should should I do um being partridge? <laughs> so how do you do what's your Bing partridge? <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> M O O N. That spells being yeah. partridge. <laughs> <laughs> not like that though. Oh, okay. It's not like that. Uh-huh. Do it. I'll show you. All right. Wake up! Uh, wake up! <laughs> <laughs> Looney Tunes, dumb guy. Yeah, that's no, that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I mean, really, you know, besides like the uh, the Looney Tunes stuff that doesn't really age well, you know, some of the racial uh, bits. Yeah, you know, uh, yes, your pair pair o dice. Yeah, the band cartoon. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I mean, they really locked in on some other stuff, though, like the dumb guy voice. Like, dumb, yes, the archetypal dumb. I, yeah, that's got to be rooted in something way more offensive, right? I mean, pr- I, probably. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I once heard someone say that all of Looney Tunes is like sort of drawing on um, like minstrel shows. All of it, huh? Like, sort of, yeah, like, a lot of the animation is meant to, like, mimic. Huh. Or, like, all, yeah, I'd never heard that until recently. I don't know if someone's just, like, right trying to bum me out or what, but <laughs> that's huh. their right. I sp- well, yeah, yeah, something to I th- look into or not. <laughs> I think uh, Looney Tunes is the funniest, best cartoon in the history of uh, of civilization. And I have to agree, except for uh, Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> <laughs> I like all of the episodes. <laughs> uh, when when that rabbit says, what's up, Doc? Yeah. That just, I don't know. That's Rob. That's what you need. Comedy gold. Yeah. I, th- I think here's the issue. Okay. Dear listener. I think we're off to a rocky start because <laughs> well, hear me out. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. we're off to a rocky start because Rob and I started our session by doing business stuff. We mm. were talking shop. We were getting organized. We were making lists and schedules. And so we're activating our, left brain our logic brain yeah Ugh. stupid left instead brain. of our right brain our creative brain we are being cyborgs when we should be picasso and his friend the paintbrush <laughs> i would have said pig casso as in porky pig casso <laughs> oh dear oh no something you know what something happened when we were being responsible guys uh-huh 
where we seem to have freaky Fridays. <laughs> what well, was it when we And you're saying things like, I like all Looney Tunes, Porky Pig Caso. <laughs> and I'm saying things like, maybe we should move on. <laughs> all right. Well, what you think it was when we were both peeing in that uh fountain at the same time? <laughs> yeah, it must have been. Right. Rob, oh my god! <laughs> so, still if you've dying. been listening to the show for the past, yeah, if you've been listening to the show for the past year, you know Rob <laughs> has violent coughs. He's had to invest in several mute buttons because they keep breaking due to the stress he puts on them. Yeah, too much wear and, and tear on these mute buttons. I keep- he just, <laughs> he just mute like there was that silence you heard was him muting his microphone, covering his mouth, his cheeks. Shooting out like dizzy fucking Gillespie, Gillespie, (laughs) and just the the camera shaking like there was like a a, like a a five point oh Richter earthquake. Right. Yeah, that's it. Was it was he he coughed with the force of five Andy Richters. (laughs) This is just my life now. I'm I'm just uh, I'm just a sick sick man. What are your symptoms? Tell everyone. Um, I have uh, ch- chest congestion. I, th- I honestly, uh-huh. I like. I woke up today feeling like garbage, and I'm like, it, it feels like the beginning of bronchitis. Um, which you know, I used to get bronchitis at least once a once a year. It was like, yeah, but you put away such childish things. I thought so. Well, but, you're approaching a midlife crisis, maybe. I I mean I am, you know, turning forty this year, so that's probably that's that's, that's probably fucked it. up. It is fucked up. <laughs> it's kind of weird that no offense, it's kind of weird that you have a podcast with a nineteen-year-old. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I and that's um, no cap. <laughs> it's no cap. Uh, sorry, the show sorry if is this is a bit of a bra mid. moment for you, Rob. <laughs> the show is mid and uh, FaZe Clan for life. Oh, man. I don't know what you're saying. That's eSports. It's like a gaming team. Oh. Yeah. That's fun for them to do. <laughs> <laughs> I Do they wear fingerless gloves? Oh. They might. They simply must. You gotta. You can't get your sweat all over the controller. Dan, we're not here to talk about fingerless gloves or what is or isn't cap. No. Can I can I make one recommendation for esports tournaments? Of course. The referees should be like their moms. <laughs> and the penalty is you have to go eat dinner <laughs> if you break the rules. I mean, that's you have to have shake and bake pork chop cutlet. That's and great. <laughs> Velveeta mac and cheese. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's like the only thing that softens the ball. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to your weekly King Me Baby. We're talking dollar babies and the short stories that made them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just kidding. Short stories that inspired them. And this week, Rob, mm-hmm. we're looking at... um. 
A story that was written, shall we say, just after sunset. <laughs> it's from the, the book Just After Sunset, isn't it? You bet you bet your ass. It's you called Rest Stop. And the short film is from 2019. Now, uh, there are actually there are a couple rest stop adaptations from uh, 2019, mm. which is uh, that's fun. Uh, Wait, for, all from two, all, all from 2019? You say? Yeah, if you look up like on IMDb, there's a, there's a few of them. Um, and this is. Uh, it's like none of the the ones that they come up immediately. <laughs> I know I had to look up. So this is starring um, what's it get? Randy Havens. Now, Dan, mm-hmm. you're a big Randy Havens fan, aren't you? Of you, course, I am. You love that he's show from... that he's on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll tell you what he looks more like the average viewer of that show if you ask me. <laughs> now Randy Havens I don't know. is on Stranger Things. Yeah, he's Scott Clark, famous TV character Scott Clark. Probably has a Funko Pop and several variant Funko Pops. Definitely. Um Oh man, did you get the Scott Clark where he's wearing his um Madras plaid <laughs> button-down shirt? <laughs> Uh, yeah, he plays the. Uh, oh, I think the, the Do you have Scott teacher? Clark with the left hair part or the right hair part? <laughs> Jesus. Oh man, those left hair parts—they're they're going for big money on the on on eBay. These even. are going to be worth so much money someday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. So. Right, Randy Havens, the year nineteen seventy-five. The location. Uh, a college. Derry. In Derry, of course. Everything takes in place Derry, in Derry, of course. You've got to make it take place in Derry. you got to pay... got to give Stephen his flowers. <laughs> it's not he, enough he's that He's the man who loves flowers. <laughs> yeah, he, he is. It's not enough that uh, Stephen King, like, you know, wrote all these stories and people just are just dying to adapt them, even though it doesn't really... It's not that great of a deal for them, you know, in the long Mm -hmm. run. Um, It is Mm -hmm. good to get, like, people, you know, uh, who are interested in filmmaking. They want to make, like, their first film or something like that. But the fact that they can't, like, really do much with it besides, like, enter it in film festivals is, you know, it's kind of a drag. Um, You waited until we were 24 episodes in to address (laughs) (laughs) address this. (laughs) I feel like I brought it up before. Yeah, maybe. Um, I guess I guess it's a drag. You know what though? There's a real for love of the game quality. You know, well, that's the thing. What I like, mean is, they remind me of the Kevin Costner movie for love of the game. <laughs> You're a big uh, uh, Costner head, right? <laughs> um, you're, I most, you're always I, I going got into on him, about Yellowstone. <laughs> I got into him through that speech he gave when uh, what's her name won Best Director, who did Year of the Dog. Did, did you see that? No. He gets very emotional about his own acting career for like five minutes, <laughs> and then 
I I'm blanking on her name, but you know who I'm talking about. I do. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. She come. She comes up and she's like, "Wow, pa- thanks, Kevin. That Wait, was uh, uh, power. Of very the dog, emotional. Right? Is that what you said? Power of the dog. Yeah, that's what I meant. Jane Campion. Yeah. Jane Campion. Uh, yeah, she's just like she comes up. She's like, "Wow, Kevin, that was very emotional. Thank you." <laughs> He's just standing there, like, bleary-eyed. It's insane. I mean, there is nothing, uh, like... Normal about that man? There's nothing normal about that man. Uh, I I just like to see, you know, older men, guys, you know, 60 and up, who have suppressed their emotions for so long that they just cannot hold them in anymore. (laughs) It... It's but he's got like that sort of like psych- psychopathic expression expression of emotion where I feel like he's always performing. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I'm thinking of um he so the Major League Baseball, right? You're familiar? <laughs> yeah. They started I think last season was the first year. They started doing a Field of Dreams game. Yeah, yeah, I, in I know. like fucking. I I did see, Idaho or whatever. Uh, yeah, I saw like a part of it. I saw Kevin Costner like walk out of the cornfield and like give a little. Dude, uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. So, I'll admit, I'm a sucker for the whole concept of that. I think it's very cool. The old timey uniforms. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sue me. Not Dan. However, you're I thought it was very sincere. weird. It's okay. Well, it makes it, it makes me feel like a rube, but <laughs> he, he comes out and he like looks around as though he had no idea any of this. Like he's basically performing field of dreams, <laughs> right? He is, yeah. But that's what he's doing. He's doing. He's doing. Don't stop believing (laughs) with acting. Where everyone's just like, he doesn't. He can't believe it. He can't believe it. It's meanwhile, like, yeah, he's wearing the same outfit and everything. Yeah, yeah. He's like, (laughs) he's like tossing a baseball as he's. He's basically doing uh, a Tom Lennon as Mister Old Fashioned from the state. Oh yeah. No, he is. That's exactly what he's doing. It, I, I feel, I don't know. He's in like, he's in several baseball movies. He seems like yeah, just, three. I think he's in three baseball. Movies. That's like a lot, right? Uh huh. For like, that's, for that's the more same than, <laughs> that's more than Charlie Sheen. Right? By one. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, here's the thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not a big sports fan, but I will watch any sports movie. Because mm-hmm. they, they're fucking compelling. It's it's yeah. it's built into the fucking fabric, you know, good versus bad kind of a thing. It's great. <laughs> Absolutely. There's always emotional. Again, you know, you got son these, versus father. Yes. In the case of Field of Dreams, <laughs> right? <laughs> Dad, do you want to play catch in this field? Do you want to play catch and make every man in the theater cry? <laughs> Do you? <laughs> you want to hear? You want to hear something crazy? What? I've never seen that movie. No, it's. I mean, honestly, I thought it was crazy. No, you get you get the gist of it. You saw that uh, baseball game with Kevin Costner walking out of the cornfield. That's you got it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like 
I mean, yeah, kind of right. Like I've seen the end. So it's like, am I going to be satisfied? I I honestly think that since you're like, you are a baseball guy, I think that you would probably like it. I probably would. Yeah. It it is a little like, it does get a little like sappy and like, you know, whatever. Um, Yeah. But James James Earl Jones is pretty, pretty good in it. Zhezh. Yeah. Right. Zhezh. Zhezh. J E G. Yeah. Um, yes. Well, okay. <laughs> let's give the baseball talk a rest. Uh, let's stop talking about Field of Dreams. Okay. Let's pivot back to Strange Earth Things guy, Randy Havens. Randy Havens, rest stop from 2019, directed by Cameron Schwartz. Um, now, Rob. Uh-huh. Thoughts on thoughts on Cameron Schwartz. Um I thought he did a pretty good job with it. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I liked it. So it takes ca- Yep, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna give background on, on on Cam. You uh Do it. Cameron Schwartz, he's worked on like a lot of movies as second unit um you know, uh camera assistant. Um, on quite a few projects, like um, your your dirty grandpas, your uh, your Doom Patrols, etc. Um, your Footloose remake, <laughs> yeah, your Footloose remake, your Scary Movie Five, Scary Movie V. I didn't even know. <laughs> I had no I didn't idea. Even know. No, <laughs> nobody told me. Um, Wow, this is wild. Just looking at the poster for Scary Movie V. <laughs> is it? I I see, just at a glance, the aforementioned Charlie Sheen. What appears to be a Michael Tyson? Ah, that is yep. a Michael Tyson. <laughs> Sarah Hyland that- from Modern Family. Cat Williams? <laughs> yeah, we got Cat Williams and Snoop Dogg. Oh, man, maybe we should... We should be talking about this movie. Because we also got Ashley Tisdale. And Simon Rex. And, well, he's like a mainstay of these movies as of like three, right? Yeah, he's in the third one, and he's pretty good in it. I like the third one. You you watch Red Rocket? No, I heard it was great. It is great. Oh, Lindsay Lohan is herself. I can't. can't (laughs) All right, that'll do. That'll do. All right, back on track. Back on track. So... Yeah, Cameron Schwartz. He's uh he's in the industry as we in the industry like to say. <laughs> but I mean, that's clearly why this looks so good. Yes. You know, the guy works on actual productions. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. Which is not to say like, you know, the other ones, uh, they you know, this is like this guy does it for a fucking living. This is his profession, so it better fucking look good. <laughs> yeah. You also gotta imagine that like the people he's able to hire onto this right yeah they're also like people who work on professional h h wood style productions and so if that just means like top to bottom you're dealing with just like a sort of like higher yeah level of production i mean the fucking guy uh steve coulter who who plays the dean of the school here Mm -hmm. uh fucking guy was on uh, he's on Jellystone. He is. Yeah. 
And Jellystone. And Jellystone. Please Mel Thompson. Right. So. <laughs> he said it's no he's slouch. on She-Hulk. Like, that was... Like, as though everyone who listens to this show... Watch shares your Shares your vor fetish and is going to be super excited to hear about She-Hulk. Listen, I'm, it's not a vor fetish, okay? I, it's a, a giganterous fetish. <laughs> it's a being held in a giant bosom fetish. Exactly. I want to be but yeah. cradled or stomped on by a big woman. <laughs> big girls, big girls. So he's in a bunch of stuff. It's true. I thought he was great in this. It yeah. was like, just like, I mean... He's got more dialogue than Randy Havens. He and does. He's, and he's great as just like a slimy academic <laughs> administrator. Yeah, he's he's a shithead. <laughs> Absolutely. But, it, but he plays it off as like, oh, I'm not being a shithead. It's fine. Um, so we're, we, we're introduced to uh, Randy Havens' character, who is John Dykstra. Or is it? Um He's a college professor. He is called into the dean's office um, for a big meeting. Basically, this guy is up for um, up for a position to be like the chairman of the literature department, um, mm-hmm. which he has worked uh, as a, a lit teacher there for over ten years. They say. Um, and as he walks in, there's this other guy in like this yellow turtleneck who just fucking he he's uh, I don't know, he's just being a real prick. <laughs> he's hands him his yeah. coffee cup and he's like, "Here, get used to doing my uh, you know doing things for me." Yeah, yeah, get used to holding my freaking cup of coffee for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get get the used most degrading to, thing you can do. <laughs> yeah, get used to feeding me my baba of coffee. <laughs> hey, he should be on this show. <laughs> This is a show for babies. That's right. Um, so he walks in, and then there's a there's a guy sitting on the couch um, who doesn't say anything, but he 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 looks an awful like a lot like Randy Haven, doesn't he? <laughs> He's like got the same haircut, glasses. <laughs> yeah, he kind of does. He kind of does. I'll give him that. Yeah. No, I have a question right off the bat for you. Okay. Yeah. This film. Is mm-hmm. set in the seventies, the nineteen seventies, the American yep. swinging seventies. Oh man, nineteen seventy five. The summer of um, love. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> summer of Sam, more like. Right? When was that? Uh, seventy seven. Right? According to uh, your aunt the other day. Oh yeah, my aunt was talking about Son of Sam. Yeah, yeah. going to and see Star scary. Wars specifically the summer, the summer of Sam. Yeah, and specifically how afraid to be attacked by him in a movie theater she was. And I'll tell you what, as she was telling that story, I didn't yeah. bring it up at the time because she was, you know, in a groove. But that was my exact experience going to see like movies after that shooting happened at the fucking Dark Knight screening. Oh, or totally. You know, yeah. After? Some things never change. It's an American tradition. <laughs> I know this episode has mostly been sidetracked so far, but one more. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. When she was talking about that and how scared she was of, you know, Son of Sam and him attacking and whatever in the theater, that, like, I don't know, the idea that there would be, like, one guy 
that a whole yeah. city was scared of, right? Right. Uh, which, like, <laughs> now we, you know, that's, uh, you know, so, uh, awful. Now, it, now it's one type of guy. Yeah, now, right, exactly. It's one type of guy. He usually does, like, one horrible thing and then, you know, offs himself right then and there. And then, you know, we're all just kind of left with, all right, well, nothing. We're not doing anything. Okay, moving on, I guess. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, it's horrible. Obviously. We're all. Um, uh, did you hear what happened at that football game like a night or two ago as of the recording of this? No. A guy got tackled and then oh, wait. stood up yes. and, then and then passed he, out yeah. and is currently like intubated. Yes. And the league apparently <laughs> was like, <laughs> they were like, all right. We're going to take five minutes and then it's game time again. Yeah, that's and crazy. it took all the coaches and players being like, fuck you <laughs> yeah. for them to not do that. <laughs> Which, like, um, obviously, guys, come yeah. on. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, just like, that's the degree to which I, I think just like we've mostly become numb to and sort of like accepted the right. horrors of, of of just everyday life of, of our con- our current moment. Yeah, right. I know. I, I, when she was talking about that and being like scared in the theater and like, and you know, just expanding on that, right? Like just being scared of like one guy in the city. I'm like, oh man, it was a better time, wasn't it? <laughs> when you get, when yeah, it's just like one oh, guy, well, one, one guy, guy. <laughs> one guy. Oh man, he can only be in one place, he could do one at a time, he, right? It's not a group of the same type of guy who are everywhere who are on the internet at all times. It's like the internet is just making sons of Sam all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Anyway, anywho, let's take a rest from <laughs> you having my aunt's name in your mouth and <laughs> stop talking about my aunt, bro. <laughs> and resume talking about rest stop. So yes, I was what I was gonna say is seventy five. This is a period piece, and I was very distracted by Randy Haven's glasses. They felt very contemporary to me. Okay, yeah, I don't know. I Maybe mean, that's just me. No, you, I think you're right. Um, They're too small. Yeah, they are a little They're the small. wrong size and shape. They should be much bigger. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe that's what nerds wore back then. Yeah, maybe. He should also have like they, horn rim glasses or something. I agree. I also think the facial hair is all wrong. That looks like something you get as like a two thousands guy. Sure. Um, like I was very surprised. Like t- to the degree that when you know the the first thing you see is him having a conversation with the dean's secretary. I was like, why is she on a typewriter? <laughs> this guy's so visibly from now. Right. Well, yes. Um, so you hated this because the guy's beard was wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I actually closed my eyes for the rest of the movie, so I'm going to need you to take the reins here. Um, but yeah, so he's being considered for the the chair, the department chair position, along with that shithead who made him hold his coffee. Right. Um, and he, right, he's in a room with the Dean and a guy who looks like him, who is identified as the, see, that's how he should have been styled, Rob. That guy's got big glasses. I know. 
and he looks generally stupid in the way that people looked in the 70s. But um, <laughs> he <laughs> basically, so that guy is like a psychiatrist, right? He's like a yes psychological profiler or something. And yeah, I they're mean, just like, yeah, yeah, he's just sitting there. He, I mean, he's just there to judge him, <laughs> to judge right. our main character yeah. here. Um, and the framing is the framing is sort of like, you know, you have the Dean behind his desk. You have John sitting across from the Dean and then behind John on a couch is this psychological evaluator. Right. Um, so this scene, uh, basically like, um, you know, the, our main character here, uh, what's his name? John, right? He, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he he's like making his case. He's kind of like he's annoyed um, that you know he's he's definitely has the experience and put in the time uh, at the school, and he should be getting the job, at least in his eyes. Um, and the dean is kind of he's sort of tiptoeing around, like yeah, you know, but I know that you're working on that book. And I certainly wouldn't want to take any time away from that. That kind of like, you know, kind of shit. Um, then he, so he leaves and he gets in his car and then there's, uh, we see the man's boots, <laughs> those black boots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's putting on his boots to go to his uh, meeting with his writers group because he, writes under a pseudonym slash persona named mm-hmm. John Dykstra. Now, no, this that's is his name. Cl- his name is oh, that's John real- Dykstra. That's oh, sorry. The name. character is Rick Harden. Yes. That's sort of. Yes. Right. That's who he's in. Imbo- Excuse me. Yeah. I, I don't know why I had pen name in my head. Anyway, this is a very kingy thing. This is sort of like dark half ish, right? It's very dark half where, they so he's like it, it it does seem like when he puts on the boots and he puts on a pair of dungarees <laughs> then he's like he turns into this uh this other guy this um what's his name yeah. again uh Rick Harden uh, Rick Harden which yes. sounds like a porno name if you ask me in my opinion prick hard on <laughs> it's really that easy it is um Shit, man, I could write porn. <laughs> you could, I should write porn. You should just write porn, Dan. I should do it. I keep saying I'm going to do it. I should just do it. At, at what point does everybody just have an OnlyFans and nobody is subscribing to anybody's? <laughs> uh, I mean, what are you, those in glass houses should not throw stones. Sir. <laughs> 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 but hey, we have meetings now. That's, That's all right. That's change. Um, so this, you know, these, like these other, I mean, it's this guy, John Dykstra is getting harassed and getting shit from these other fucking egg the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's weird that there is like, yes. Oh, he goes to this meeting and well, the one woman has seemingly like a genuine question for him, right? Like it's yes. something about getting published and she's like, asking him about like doing it for the money versus like doing, doing it for the art or whatever. 
and he's sipping a beer, taking in her question. And then a guy who's the exact same type of guy as the guy yeah. from the, the college. I, I thought it was the to same the point guy where at I, first. Yeah. I had to rewind yeah. to make sure it wasn't the same guy because they're, they're, uh, they're in the same lane. Yeah. I mean, 100%. Yes. Guy just starts cucking the shit out of just the ever loving shit out of him. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Right. He, he just starts like, he's like, everyone knows you're, you know, you're full of shit with your little cowboy boots and your, your They're dumb free. little stories. And yeah, then what's that they thing basically, he says? They call him out for being like, you know, they're like, you think that you're, your character, uh, Rick Harden, and you're not, yeah. you're fucking John Dykstra. Like the only, yeah, the only bad boy shit you do is sneak six beers into the library for these meetings. <laughs> you're right. Which is a pretty good burn, to be honest. It is pretty good. Um, the, the next scene is when, so he, he's going to the bathroom and he's standing outside the, the doors and uh, the men's room has an out of order sign uh, on it. And he gets frustrated and he crumples it up and he throws it, right? Because he's fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. And then because he's such like a like a cuck, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he picks it up and he puts it back where it was. Uh, Pretty good. Yeah. And the yeah. amount of times he has to retape it. Yes. As he's like uncrumpling it and, <laughs> I and know. Ta- trying to hang it back up. It's pretty good. There's also a shot like right before that moment where he's like looking at the two doors, right? He's like, he's in the center of the shot. Yeah. And on either side of him, there's a door. And then sort of on the inner halves of those doors are like the gender signs for the bathrooms or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and the camera pans down so that the, like the words men and women sort of like vanish behind him. Mm-hmm. And you get like a nice like angel on one shoulder, devil on the other effect. That, that's fun. It's a it's a nice little shot. It's oh, a nice. Little which one is shot. which though? Oh. Don't, oh, don't get me started, buddy. All right. I don't. Oh, I honestly don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> so, our our main character, John Dykstra, he mm-hmm. uh, he leaves um, on his way home presumably um he stops at a rest stop because he gotta hit the bathroom again he didn't go to the bathroom before i guess because it was out of order um, yes and he stops at a rest stop and as he's going into as he's about to walk into the men's room um he hears a uh, commotion coming from the woman's room and it's it, it's the sound of a guy uh you know like physically uh, abusing his girlfriend or wife like hitting her and and whatnot in the bathroom yeah. um and so he he hears it then he goes he goes he yeah goes he pees he washes his hands um he's like he he's th- you could see that he's like i don't know got something he's like thinking a little bit you know then he goes outside mm-hmm. and it's still happening um so then he goes to his in the trunk of his car and he gets a tire iron and he goes in there and he just and he beats the shit out of the guy. Um it takes, you know, it takes a few minutes of him like working up the nerve to do it. 
but that's ultimately what he does. And then, then there's this weird thing where he like takes off one of the guy's boots and then like throws it like off to the side. Um, what was that? I don't know. I'm not sure. I thought he was going to, then you hear in like, in like ADR, the guy go, Hey, what are you doing with my boot or something? Did you, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, you know what? He opens the door and he, he like wedges it open with the boot, but I'm not sure why that happens. Yeah. I um, miss that. So, yeah. Um, I, I, I thought he was going to kill the guy and take his boots, you know? Which I did too. Yeah, right. That's what, Gets that's on, what you. A, that's your prize when you kill a man. You take his boots. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, doesn't take his boots. Just takes one off and leaves. And then we are back at college, right? Oh well, no! First he goes home and he pukes. Yep. <laughs> sort of having realized what just happened. Right. Um, that thing we loved so much about. It chapter two, someone puking after committing a violent crime. Yes. Um, act. Yeah. And then, so he listens to, uh, he has a voice. Well, we called them voicemails back then. It was just a message on his, uh, gigantic answering machine, his reel to reel answering machine. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's the Dean of the university. And he's like, um, sorry to have to tell you this, but you didn't get the job. You know, whatever Roger is getting the job, and uh, you know it. It you know it just it seemed like a better fit, and whatever, right? Just like some yeah. bullshit reason. I I do like that the and then the voicemail ends with him being like, "Diane, have you seen my car keys?" Like it's yeah, clearly yeah. him leaving at the end of the day. Yeah, just it was checking like, an item off his list. Totally, totally. He's like, "All right, I got." This is a real nice guy. touch. So then the next day is when he goes back to the school and he goes, you know, he's in his office and then Roger comes in. Now, Roger is the, the fuck from earlier uh, with the coffee cup. And mm-hmm. he, you know, he's like, he comes in, he's got this like, I don't know, he's just kind of a bully. It, it, it's so strange to have like academic bullies, but that's, that's what we we have here. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's really how the character is written. Like, there's there's kind of no other way to play this. Like, of course, it should it it should be like a quiet arrogance. It's just not written that way at all. He is just like straight up bullying this other his fellow adult, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and the guy, you know, Roger, he picks up a uh, the book that's on uh, John's desk, and it's the book that he wrote. Uh, about mm. you know uh, what's it Rick uh, Hardon? Uh, yeah, Prick Hardon. Prick Hardon. It's funny, and, yeah. but also very erotic. <laughs> um, and then so Roger leaves, and he fucking John is just sitting there for a bit, just sort of like I don't know. Which like, I'll stewing. add that is most of this performance he doesn't speak a lot he mostly stews a lot of stewing a lot of stewing he's pretty good at it no no shade on his doing and the camera does a like so in the there's a lot of like the camera sort of like swiveling around his face from one side to the other throughout this film and then in this scene we get like a really fast one it's sort of like 
the same visual effect as like basically just having like a light bulb appear over his head. <laughs> yes. An uh, evil light bulb. Yeah. When the, <laughs> when we get the shift in camera movement, um, that means that John has turned into another guy before mm-hmm. he wasn't, you know, when he's John Dykstra, he's not the kind of guy that would beat a man with a tire iron in a rest stop bathroom. Yeah. But when he is prick hard on, that's mm. exactly what the, the kind of guy he is. <laughs> and that's what he fucking does. So that's, so when the camera shifts, which is like, yeah, that's, you know, pretty, pretty standard, like, uh, you know, movie trick, you know, a movie. Yeah. And so he, uh, he calls up Roger and he says, Hey man, you know, no hard feelings. Uh, we should get together for a beer. No prick hard on feelings. <laughs> and he, uh, and he, you know, he makes a, a you know, he says, I'll, let me buy you a beer later or whatever. And, uh, and, the, and Roger agrees. And then the camera, like, just sort of like tilts and shows the inside of his like messenger bag and the tire iron mm. is in there. So, you know, we're to presume that, uh, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna beat Roger with that, that yes. tire iron. And the last shot is like him kind of into the camera with no glasses on. Yeah, it's almost sort of like, like that, that Kubrick shot. If his head was tilted down a bit, then it would be the Kubrick shot. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like the Kubrick shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's, this dead center. Like he's just looking like straight ahead down the barrel yeah. of the camera. Like that's it. Yeah, pretty much. And the glasses come off so you know he's evil now. Right. Um... The music, the tone, the music does a lot of the tone setting. Yeah, it does. And I think it's not good. I think the music is a real. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of um, Here There Be Tigers. Sure. Where it's like, it's very like playful and sort of like plucky strings and like uh-huh. it's, little it's, dinging bells and stuff. It, it's too playful for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like not that cuz like I I don't think it's like I don't think it needs to be like dour or or but No, it does. Whatever. No, it, but I sure. feel like you're overselling the the humor of it when you lean yeah. that heavy on that kind of score. Yeah, I mean it almost sounds silly at points. You're like this none of this is really like silly silly. Um Right. And it doesn't seem like they're going for, like, a comedic tone, even when, like, you know, you could argue that, like, when the you know, the book club or whatever is, like, kind of giving them shit or when, that, like, yeah, maybe uh, they could have went for something, like, more comedic. But, I don't know, it it, it never, the, the short film is not in any way comedic. I, I, like, there's nothing really funny in here. Yeah, um, not, not pre- I, I think... Uh Probably the psychological evaluator is the funniest guy. Sure. And that's just because he's doing that thing, that device that, like, I feel like is a Cone Brothers thing where it's like someone will say something and then some crony will just say the exact same thing, but <laughs> yeah. standing in a different part of the shot. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's one of my favorite Cone Brothers moves. It's a great move. It's a great it's, move. It's and I even liked it in this. Yeah. But again, yeah, it's not 
It's not super funny, which is fine. It's fine. I mean, like this is the like the mo- It looks really great. This is probably uh, this is probably one of the best looking, if not the best looking, uh, short film that we watched. Yeah, you know, it's like it's a professional fucking production. That I I would include the uh, the episodes of TV series that we've done. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's I kind of think that the the story is this story is just okay. You know, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I was when I saw like you know, in the first minute or whatever, when I saw like how good everything looked and like, you know, there's, you know, the camera is moving and the, and it looks good. Right. I was like, I was kind of excited. I'm like, Oh, we're, this is like, we're in, the, we're in somebody's capable hands here, like a storyteller. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then like I watched, I'm like, it's fine. Totally adequate. Tells a story. I get it. It's just, I was expecting maybe a little bit more. Yeah. It's, it's very, kind of one note right like yeah there's no deep read you can really have on this Nah, not really and honestly like the short story which we'll talk about momentarily you could also kind of say the same for like yes it's it's just not it, it it reminds me the story reminds me of the story beach world in that way where it just feels like there's a lot of stuff left on the table yeah, it does. There's. It doesn't seem like there's anything deeper to it. You yeah, know? but also, but while also like sort of evoking concepts that like suggest there should be something deeper happening. Like, right. You have this sort of like these like dueling identities, right? Like you have the idea of like the writer and his and the and the like character he occupies or whatever. Right. Which is very. Um, you know, we mentioned dark half. It's also like Omni kind of thing where it's like a mm-hmm. guy sort of like disappearing into his character and like the perils of that. Right. Um, but like, whereas Omni, there's that like added layer of like why he's doing that. Sort of the only right. why here is like the, I don't know, just that he's getting cucked by life, which <laughs> yeah. doesn't feel very satisfying. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think the short story does a slightly better job of sort of like playing around with that. But in the short story also, it's the motivation feels different for the attack because it's yeah, sort I, of like a one-off thing for that right. character. Yes. Whereas here, we've sort of like unlocked um, yeah. a serial right. killer a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Which, this guy's going to be a menace. Right. Exa- yeah. And like, it's sort of funny that it opens with like a psychological evaluator who's like, <laughs> yeah, just kind of sitting there, not clocking any, you know, everyone's just sort of like, ah, that guy's kind of weird, huh? <laughs> he's, a little, he's a bit standoffish, wouldn't you say? Uh, um, but yeah, I again, like you said, it looks great. Um, it's like, it's a fun watch because of how great it looks. Yeah. I found the score distracting. I thought the acting like, at its lowest points was still like totally adequate. Sure. And like decent. Yep. Um, in addition to just like the framing looking good, I think also the set design looks great. It does. Right. Like again, that shot, that shot of the secretary, like the way her desk is sort of laid out looks fantastic. And then the reverse shot with like that painting behind it, just like it all looks really good. Yeah. 
Oh, definitely. So, um, Rob. Yeah. I guess my only question for you is, where would you rank this? Uh, On your I'm- list of baby rankings? <laughs> uh, I'm glad you asked, Dan. Um, <laughs> all right. So here, here are my, my 10 through, let's say 14, because it's five. Uh, number 10, Gray Matter. Then I have The Last Rung on the Ladder, Strawberry Spring, All That You Love Will Be Carried Away, and Grandma. I'm going to put Rest Up right between Strawberry Spring, right below Strawberry Spring, and above All That You Love Will Be Carried Away. Interesting. Interesting that you liked Strawberry Spring more than this. I did. You know what? You know why I liked it a little bit more. Uh, it it it's kind. Of, it's because the kids who made Strawberry Spring were like they're young. They're like in high school or whatever, yeah. and they were like you know, it, it it's that like passion kind of thing that I I I'd like to see, you know, in these like uh you know micro budget short films. So like right. it's it's these kids they got together and you know. Just made a they fucking. They did it. Yeah, they just made they a fucking, fucking movie. Did it. Fair enough. We're I uh, had to deduct points because they were <laughs> amateurs. But <laughs> right. <laughs> so my ten through fourteen, mm-hmm. dear boy, goes like this: I am the doorway at number ten. Then descending, rest. Oh no! Wait. <laughs> blew it. All right, I'm putting it in number eleven. So mine ten through fourteen. <laughs> I bumped down Gray Matter, Autopsy Room 4, All That You Love, and Grandma. Grandma. Uh, so, yeah. Rest stops my number 11, mm-hmm. anticlimactically speaking. Yeah. I fucking blew it, dude. <laughs> People were waiting all episode. They're like, come on. Come, come on. on. Oh, man. I, I, I want to hear... list five of them and then just... <laughs> <laughs> I I want to I love when they do 10 through 14 so that it's exactly 5 and they don't have to say 6 of them. I just well that's the thing about when Dan does it it's the showmanship. <laughs> He's sometimes he sings grandma. <laughs> uh all right. Oh, that reminds me. Someone asked me to put the King Trope song up as something they could just listen to <laughs> which i gotta honor that was like the yeah the worst but that song is the worst but i will do that for you <laughs> now that's unfortunately dan there. that will be your legacy um it's the, <laughs> my legacy is that and the werewolves of london thing unfortunately yeah, dang gangly already <laughs> yeah uh, if you haven't heard that, I can't help you. It's over. <laughs> it's, it's gone. Done. You had to be there, man. It was like the it was like the 60s. You had to be there. The summer of Dan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all well, right. Rob. Yeah. It's time. It's yeah, time it to head over to the Egghead Club and talk about a short story. Great. A little short story I like to call Rest Stop Also. <laughs> so we'll be right. right back. Oh, wait. If you want to join us. Yeah. If you want to join head us. Head over to. Yeah. yeah. Check out the Patreon. 
Yeah, all the link you know is in the show notes. Be, all it takes to be an egghead is five dollars a month. Yeah, come on. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. We'll see you over there. Chop chop. <laughs> be right back. Bye.